0: hey everybody welcome to episode 11 of the zi podcast as always i'm your host adam and this week i'm joined by
1: hey guys what's up your favorite podcast boy chris is back animator squirrel story maker extraordinaire how y'all doing
2: hey this is rick i'm producer at smash bits i do animations for machinima omnia media other places online i got a youtube channel youtube.com slash smash bits website is smashbits.net, and uh... Chris asked me to be a part of this because of the feature link Animated Ocarina of Time parody Kickstarter movie thing that we're doing.
3: Hi, I'm Alan. I'm pretty new here. Uh, I compose. I used to do the Uggdewidual Machinima on uh, machinima.com. I have some of my music, some of my music up on soundcloud.com slash West.
0: Alright, thank you guys for coming. Uh, this week, we have a lot of news to cover. A few cool things that are happening this week. Very uh, cool things. Yeah. Um, well, tonight, specifically, every night we seem to do our podcast. Something else seems to happen. Either Halloween or a game is coming out. I don't know why I chose Thursday to do recordings, other than it made the most sense. But uh, tonight. Obviously, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Everything <laughs> happens. <laughs> exactly. Um, tonight at midnight, uh, the new Smash Brothers for Wii U will be released, which is pretty cool in my mind. I'm excited for it. I don't know if you guys are. Was uh, well Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? For those of you who care, um, I care. But I care a little bit more about our boy in green repping the series, and the other boy in green, and the girl in not green, and the guy in not green, and the man of red hair. That was I already said. The guy in <laughs> not green. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's okay. We okay. So oh, we you're, you're talking about the new four characters, is my guess. I'm talking about uh, Link, Zelda, Toon Link, and Ganondorf, okay, and Sheik. Yeah. I almost forgot Sheik. I have just sentenced myself to death in the Zelda community, but forgetting Sheik.
1: There you go, guys. Crucify him.
0: <laughs> in any way you see fit. <laughs> um, Nintendo has recently announced their new policy on property usage. They started working with a program to allow people to do Let's Plays, fan covers, and music. I think this project is only available in Japan right now. It's through a company called Nico Nico. And we'll have more of that on in the link down below. Um, I thought it was pretty cool because it's Nintendo finally um, opening up to their fans and letting them do things with their material without being pretty stingy, which they've always been ever since the uh, stuff well, like this. Hmm?
1: Adam, uh, you say that, but then I, I realized that was actually a time I think a couple years ago, back when uh, Nintendo published uh, Pokemon. I think it was Heart uh, and Soul Silver. Mm-hmm. There's this guy I used to watch who like would play the games. I Remember, I was like really into the games. name—he went by the name Maryland. Do you recognize you... that name? Is very familiar. Yeah. Um, so he used to do all these Pokemon Let's Plays and everything. And there was a time where he removed all of his videos just because Nintendo was cracking down on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I, it was a couple months ago. I went back to his channel just to see if he was doing anything because I guess I was playing X and Y for a little bit. And he actually was posting videos again and everything. I'm like, whoa. I thought his channel was empty, but it turns out Nintendo had already started supporting certain people and like uh, sponsoring them. And they even sent him a Pokemon care package. And I was like, what? This is crazy.
0: Yeah, they did say they were going to start like um, getting part of this program that basically endorses people like this, that endorses really prominent Let's Players and things like that. Because it helps them with marketing and things like that. And it's a really smart move by Nintendo. And I'm surprised
1: a lot of other companies don't really do this. But is the program like outside of. Nintendo or is it like I don't know? it's don't not understand.
0: Nintendo's program but they are allowing Nintendo games to become a part of it certain Nintendo games they oh, said oh okay um, the the article I found with thing was on uh, Nintendo and everything dot com okay that's where I found my okay. article is I'll it, post it in the link down below you is it connected
2: to YouTube does it change the way that YouTube, yes, it's
0: connected to YouTube. flags videos uh, yes probably I think it works with um, those kind of programs so that they don't get taken off the um, what's it called Chris you would know
1: like the content ID
0: Content ID, yeah, those kind of programs. It, it,
2: those are important to me because I I had a couple videos uh, a while back. Uh, I, I had like half my videos were flagged, and Nintendo started making money off of animations that I had made, and they, they were making the full amount of money off of them. So I was pretty upset because I used a Nintendo song, you know, from the Legend of Zelda. Or yeah, something you were using the, the music. I, I had this uh, one video, for example, where Solid Snake is speed running, you know that. You, Play, playing the character of Solid Snake from the old Metal Gear game through right. the original Zelda game and it took me <laughs> a long time to make and here Nintendo's making my money. And I'm wondering, you think that's going to uh, stop that, the, the new system?
0: Um, hopefully. Hopefully it'll fix a lot of problems that have been going on. I mean, it's... I would just
1: hope they realize that people make their livings off of this and like if they're taking away the money... I mean, we understand that they're, we're using their properties, but I mean, we're using their properties in terms of like, I guess, I guess you could say satire or in like other entertainment that's kind of like non, not canon with like the actual series. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, another thing that I found that was really interesting lately uh, was recently a Ubisoft employee spoke out about harsh working conditions. What? Um, this is I. This is unconfirmed. This is something I found. It could be untrue. Post Adam here. There was no backup to the claim. Therefore, it's B.S. Enjoy the conversation. Um, hopefully, I'll find out by the time we post this. Um, from what I saw, that they were working really harsh working conditions, and if you left, you basically worked for a certain period of time, and then you got unpaid after that. And if you left early, the other office workers would shame you. <laughs> like, what? you had to be really, really gutsy to leave the office early to go home so like, see your family and stuff.
1: Is it it? was it more of, like, a personal type of, like, thing? Instead of, like, it wasn't, like, necessarily the company's fault, but it's the people that no, were working was, in the company.
0: it was partly, it was that they really wanted to be able to make games like Assassin's Creed on time and stuff. The reason that they, like, usually, he said something like, instead of having the game having a development cycle of every four odd years, mm-hmm. it went down to once one every one single every year, year, which made a lot... Of, money um, which makes a lot of money but at the same time it takes a lot of their time it really really wears them out and so they have to work really long hours and they don't get to see their kids or their families for very long off big periods and i thought how crazy it is that people insult these people for being lazy um like with the uh the no females in assassin's creed 4 multiplayer or unity multiplayer and how they were saying like, oh, they, they could have just done a simple texture swap and stuff. And then from what I, I gather now, it's they really were pressed on time for everything. So a th- little thing like doing a texture texture pack, which would have taken ten minutes, would have been too much time for a company that really wasn't th- a group of people that wasn't really thinking about doing something like that.
1: I think that's that's the more the fall of the the corporate end of Ubisoft. I mean, as they far as like developers and everyone else, like uh, the corp is pushing the 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 director of the game to. Oh yeah. The, all these things, so yeah, like it's like he can't really say no, or else he's out of a job. Yeah, and they be like, all right, well, we're gonna find someone that can replace you.
0: And then they ask them what they're doing, what schedule they're on. They need to have certain things done by certain deadlines. So things that they may have wanted to have in the game will maybe never see the light of day, just yeah. because the corp, the the company didn't want them.
1: You know, that's probably that's probably one of like the. I guess I love the Assassin's Creed series and Far Cry series and and all m- most of Ubisoft's games. At least they're third person or first person based games. And so like playing certain games like Assassin's Creed 3 which didn't really have a good res- uh, reception. You know, there was a lot of things like assets missing from the game that I wish they would have brought from like some of their early like, older titles like Assassin's Creed 2 or something, back when they were like really making their original good titles and stuff like that. Same thing with Assassin's on uh, not Assassin's Creed, uh Far Cry four. They said they weren't really improving... they weren't gonna expand like the world and stuff a lot more because of some sort of issue like that. Like that that same exact thing that you were that you just said. Um how like they felt like they didn't need to do it and so but they're gonna work really hard to make this one just as well and so we're gonna have like everyone work like double the effort just to make sure that since we're not making that big change, we're just gonna make sure it gets out within like the two-year time they gave it, and then we're gonna make sure everyone's working like double the like pace and everything like that.
2: I think the problem is the demand is so high for these games, and there's just not enough um, content creators out there. There's not enough people with the game design degrees and abilities to, uh, to to make the games fast enough to meet the demand.
1: Even then, like I feel like. Th- uh, well, I've always felt like this, but demand should not, like... It, it. You shouldn't choose that over, like, quality of, like, the game itself. It might take them a while, but imagine, like, if they worked... I'm not necessarily at the same pace. Maybe they slowed it down a little bit, but, like, stretched, like, the dates of, like, when they wanted to release each game. they get so much more done, because they'd be able to manage their time a lot better. And it's really sickening. To, like, think about it. But, I mean, I guess in the corporate world, that's okay for them, because all they want is money... And it's just it's disturbing. Well, they
0: making a product and they want to make a profit off of it in yeah, some way, yeah. That's either the reason through why monetary or through some sort of like social gain. Uh, but that I mean, like um, Nintendo recently re- um, releasing basically Mewtwo for as a free DLC for Smash Bros., which by the way is the only DLC planned for Smash Bros. We could at talk all. about that in a second. <laughs> we'll we'll definitely be talking about that a little bit further. But they're giving it for free, not because they're gonna. I mean, it takes it costs a lot of money to make even one DLC character for a game mm-hmm. like Smash Bros. Because you have to rework a lot of things. You have to rework the physics between different characters and things like that. It's very complicated, as far as I would. You got to rework dynamics itself. Incredibly, uh, yeah. We could have an entire debate on how complicated it really is, but um, there's just there's a benefit in making characters like this because. It shows the fans that they care, and as a result, fans are more willing to put support into these games into these, this company. I don't think Nintendo would have been as successful as a company if they weren't so supportive of their fans. At least they, they, they come off as supportive of their fans despite the reputation of being very harsh, very strict on their, their ideals. That's what I like about them.
1: You know, that's something I appreciate too. It's like, it's not like they're flushing out a Zelda game every like end of the quarter, every like fiscal year. No, they're flushing them out like once in a while, once they have a good idea or at least they, they what they think, or I'm not going to talk about Skyward Sword or anything, but once they feel like they have a good like grasp on what they want, they're going to spend a couple years developing, they'll maybe tease a little bit, but they're not going to let their audience like, like take over, like, oh, release this then now. Like, no, we just showed you that just to show you like, we've got something coming for you guys. Like, when yeah. they released the Wii U and they did that whole Wii U Zelda test, like, everyone thought, like, oh, is that going to be a new game? Is that a new something? And they didn't say anything about it. They just said it was a test. And this last E3, they released, like, the couple seconds of animation of this new type of open world-looking Zelda. And then that was it. That's kind of all we've heard from it. So, like, mm-hmm. it's I figure marketing, like, that's even better because I guess you can get a little bit more hype. And well, I'm, not saying, like, uh, I'm not saying hype is bad.
0: Games like Majora 3DS had a three-year development cycle. Exactly. Um, As
1: soon as they finished Ocarina
0: of Time for the 3DS, they started working on Majora. So they do take their time on things. They don't just churn things out quickly.
2: Um, I hear what you're saying, Adam, um, about them showing favoritism to their fans, but I think what they're focusing on is their their Japanese audience far more than their North American audience or Western audience.
0: Well, yeah, I think that the... The uh, 3DS sold a lot better in Japan than it did in the U.S. At least initially, because like everybody had a 3DS in Japan. In the U.S., it was much stranger for a very long period of time. They were struggling to sell it up until recently, I'd say, where they started releasing things like Smash Bros. Ocarina of Time was a big one, and um, I mean they made it an ambassador program for a reason. That was a big, big deal. Like I have an ambassador of 3DS right now. And I have some games that you can't get because they really were showing si- showing off to the people that support. I'm sorry, what?
1: What's an Ambassador 3ds?
0: Um, you were one of the first people to buy a 3ds, basically within ah. the first couple before the price drop, basically. Oh. Okay. And so as a result, you are you got access to games that like um, ports of games that weren't available in the eShop. Um, I can't actually think of any right now. I have so many games on the 3DS, so many old games. I have like Ice Climbers and stuff. I don't know if that's available on the
1: uh, uh, 3DS shop. I don't mean to, to, uh, uh, I guess, outshine you, but I just looked it up. And it it says right here that in 2011, when 3DS came out, the first month it was out, it sold 1.32 million uh, consoles, I guess you could say consoles in America and 1.06 million in Japan. Oh, it sold more in the U.S. Yeah, I uh, didn't know that. Yeah, but I like,
0: guess I was wrong. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> Thank you for
1: proving me wrong. I mean, uh, and yeah, I thought it was just like, wait, really? Because I, I yeah, was no, but at, I
0: thought I always thought it was the opposite, though. Like,
1: I guess no point further point? down the line, like the the 3DS is like I guess since its lifespan still going, it sold more copies in Japan. That is true, because I'm looking at the other years, like 2012, Oh, but initially 2013. it didn't do as well. Yeah, initially it did a lot better in the U.S., but, like, well, I guess further along the way, it sold a lot more in Japan. Like, in 2014, I guess this last month, sold 16... I don't know if this is right. It says in in millions, well, so I know that this be 16 million uh, I know units. that things
0: like the Xbox don't sell uh, in Japan. Um, yeah, they sell I mean, mostly in the Americas. And no even, uh, one
1: spies Microsoft in Japan.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Sony and Nintendo there. So, I mean, there, there's there's definitely focus on certain com- countries with companies. There's bigger od- target audiences. Um, well,
2: I, I think that's why Nintendo has the reputation in North America um, for, for being somewhat childish. I, I think it's because the... Uh, the game styles is just more of a. I don't. I don't think it's childish. I just think it's more of a
1: family
0: friendly. It's
2: more. I of don't want to say accessible. the Japanese
1: culture is childish, but I mean like the Japanese culture is a lot more um playful. Exactly. That's family a good. That's a good word.
0: We could talk. Oh my god, this could be a long conversation about cultural identity in America. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sure I mean, that's like... what people come here for, and not Zelda news. Speaking of Zelda news. Um, Hyrule Warriors <laughs> recently had, uh, one of its DLC packs. A little bit more was shown for it. The, uh, the Twilight Princess DLC pack, um, oh, has been announced. It's coming out next Thursday, October, November 27th. And it's going to be fe- featuring Midna, yeah, in her uh, true form. And I she's going to be using the Mirror
1: of Twilight as her weapon, which is really cool. Yeah. You know, every time I think of the Twilight Princess, I always think to myself, huh, who is the Twilight Princess? Midna. Yeah, I, I know what the answer is. <laughs> but, I mean, I just... I like the title of the game. I, just, I yeah, played I, the game, like, once or twice. But, I mean, I just... I, the title is very... It stuck with me.
0: Twilight Princess had one of, like, the coolest marketing tactics. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, it was, like, really interesting. I, when I saw it, I was like, I really want to play this game.
1: Oh, plus the art style.
2: That's they because so... it was... It was marketed toward North Ameri- a North American audience or a Western audience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. I mean... Yeah. Like, it was, like, they, they marketed it just right. I, the advertisements really did sell it. It was as, awesome. Like, this it really was really cool to Zelda this day, game.
2: it's my favorite. Well, it, I, I think it's the
0: best Zelda game. It's not Whoa, my man. favorite one.
1: Whoa. You think it's the, the best? The Z.I. Yeah. podcast only favorites Majora's Mask.
0: You know what's funny? Like, everybody always says that on this podcast that we make fun of things like the Wind Waker style. No, I love the Wind Waker I, style. Exactly. And I'm, like, I've had to clarify to some people. Like, I'm the only one who makes fun of the Wind Waker style. I love I'm with you.
2: I, 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 well, I just, I just beat it on the uh, Wii U and it was beautiful. So, I, I grew to like it a little more on the Wii U. But, I'm
0: with you. I, I just, I don't like it. It just, it's not, it's not for me.
1: Oh, the actual game,
0: Wind Waker. Yeah. O- overall, I did not like a lot of things in Wind Waker. I've been over this countless times. I'm much more into the t- the top down 2D Zelda. Uh, Jake as far as I know likes all Zelda games, but he prefer he has favorites in the three Ds much more the, uh, than he does in the two Ds.
2: Windfish one, that one's my favorite. Link's Awakening.
0: When, yeah, Link's Awakening is a great series, Hands but it's down, like my favorite. I don't think a lot of Zelda fans have played that one that series. Uh Link's Awakening and I'm sorry, I was thinking of also um Oracle of Season, Oracle of Ages. I don't know why that also came to mind. But those four games are the ones Yeah. Um, three games are the ones that I never really see Zelda fans playing or hear about them playing. Hey guys, post Adam again. I was probably thinking about the specific link that goes through all three of those games, uh, including Link to the Past, which makes it four, which just means that I'm stupid and can't even remember which link is which.
2: Well, they're hard to find now, unless you download Um, a ROM or something.
0: Yeah. Do things illegally? Shame on you. Play games the right way like yeah. a cool kid on your oh, 3ds i'm with you <laughs> yeah it's cool to stay in school brought to you by zelda informer.com zelda informer promoting education for all
1: that is a good good thing promote education guys yeah we need if it. if
0: your parents ask you why you listen to this podcast you like mom you support education they <laughs> like they like smart people
1: they want me to get good grades in class mom in zelda class
2: I think, I believe 60 years from now, perhaps even sooner, the only things that we'll be doing is making video games and other forms of entertainment. That'll be the only job left because robots will take everything. They'll, they'll be doing all of our jobs. They'll be running our no, government. It's
1: okay. Robots are going to become animators, and they're also going to become game designers.
0: And they're going to take our cake and eat it too.
1: <laughs>
2: sure, if we program them to want to do those Ouch. things. But if we're still around and we don't become cybernetic uh, transhumans...
0: You're going to walk in one day. <laughs> I Master my Rick, I have eaten computer. your cake. <laughs> I feel like every Zelda fan is... Well, a lot of Zelda fans are going to get a Fee robot. Master. What's a Fee robot? Fee from Skyward, Skyward Sword.
1: Yeah. You, do you hate yeah. that series and not even know it? No, you see, I haven't even played the game. Because when I wanted to get the game and it said it requires Wii Motion Plus, I was like, not going to happen.
2: You know, Wii Motion Plus is actually not that bad.
1: Um, I know, but I didn't want to have to spend fifty f-ing dollars extra to get a f-ing controller. That mm.
2: I haven't played it yet. I'm just waiting for it to come out on the Wii U. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping. Oh, wait! You can play but it on the Wii U. Speaking
0: of things coming out, Smash for Wii U opened this uh, this in, week with really amazing reviews across the board. Um, in our review of the game on Zeldenformer.com we focus mostly on the design, design of characters from our favorite kingdom Hyrule uh, the smash hit currently has a 94 on metacritic and a solid 5 out of 5 from here uh, uh, so- and a solid 5 out of 5 from zeldainformer.com thank you chris <laughs> wow i have trouble with the words and the It's hard to get
2: that. a 5 out of 5 out of uh, on zelda informer that's pretty impressive
1: <laughs> are you <laughs> are you mocking him no
2: i have actually haven't seen a lot of reviews so so I- I, as far as I know,
0: we don't give a lot of five out of fives. <laughs> I think uh, IGN gave. I remember seeing a picture. I don't know if this is legit. And I saw <laughs> IGN ten out of ten. They wrote like they gave like an eight point something, and the plus and minuses were pretty funny. I don't know if this is a fake image or not.
1: Was there uh, any Kotaku? Did Kotaku give it something?
0: I don't care. I don't look at t- Kotaku. I only listen to <sighs> journalists oh. with integrity. Sorry. So
4: I gotta so, let you, you guys know. you said IGN.
0: I, yeah. Uh, no, I I saw the image of this. I didn't go to IGN. And oh, I have no problem with IGN. IGN isn't really my the issue that I have the isn't the company that I have the most issue with. It's mostly sites like Gotaku, who use clickbait articles.
1: Anyways. So anyways,
2: like... I <laughs> invented Smash Brothers. Um, Nintendo won't give me credit, but oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no joke. When I was a kid, uh, back in the days of the Super Nintendo, you know, playing Street Street uh, Street Fighter and all those games. You made I, the
0: demo, and you submitted it to Nintendo, and I they sent a it.
2: letter to Nintendo saying that you need to make a Street Fighter with Nintendo characters.
0: Possibly called Super Smash Brothers. Here's your initial letter. No, he called yeah,
2: Super Smash Brothers. He called Are it Super Smash Kirby. Champs. I, I sent them a... I, I drew a picture of a character select screen and sent it to them and had different Nintendo it characters looked exact- in it. I'll, I sent them the entire, yeah. like, he all sent-
0: the, the stages <laughs> and everything that they would put in. Everything that I've said was used... So, uh, where's the uh, royalty checks, Nintendo? Come on. He, he,
1: he sent them a tape, like, in a Walkman player, specifically made for that tape. And it was him, like, doing... And, like, Nintendo's just like, oh, God, what is this? And then they gave it to their composer, and they remastered it. Like, yeah. Oh, that sounds better.
2: And I, I sent them a VHS of my brother and I, you know, punching each other and doing some <laughs> special moves.
0: And you all well. send them all the assets for the game. <laughs> but you know, just
1: small then, stuff. you even drew little characters on pieces of paper and put it on your on your NES or SNES remotes and then they you made them come to live on the screen with a small little uh, animation, stop motion animation. And it was great. Yeah, oh, I've pretty much spent that, um, five years of my life working on it.
0: Did you see that the Pikmin movies are being released?
1: Oh, my God. What a great idea. And yeah. I, movies? I don't really mind. Yeah, that there are
0: little Pikmin short films that are being released. Um, oh,
2: I thought you meant like a feature-length
1: movie. I wish.
0: <laughs> That'd be pretty great, actually. I'd, I'd go see that. I mean, Some
1: I, I don't really that mind happen, that you have to though, pay for them either just because, like, it's good entertainment. But, I mean, it was like, four ninety-nine. dollars That's not a lot.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. You get three movies, I believe.
1: Yeah. I think it was, I thought it was four. Is it four? I thought. You get and, you get you get several movies. And you get to choose and, between the H D and then the uh, the three D S version. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The three D S version has three D and then the Wii U version has
1: HD. high definition ten eighty P. Sixty
0: frames per second.
1: I would not want to More watch a movie stock. in sixty frames per second. <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure movies are all are, are like 40 at, like max. No, I thought it was well, I mean unless you're doing slow motion scenes, but it's thirty frames per second. Post was that Amir?
0: Actually, it's 24 frames per second. The first movie to be shot at 48 frames per second is The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey by Peter Jackson. For the most part.
2: I think Blu-rays or DVDs are 30, yeah. No, Blu-rays too. They
0: are? Yeah. What do you guys think of that claim when companies are like, they they say how their games are in movie quality, they want to do that? I think it's kind of, I, I kind of appreciate it. When they're going for the cinematic feel and they like do for that, like for cutscenes and
1: stuff, like like what people they like, want they want uh, forty frames per second, like the Naughty Dogs.
0: Uh, yeah, and um, what was a game that came out a few weeks, ago, a few months ago actually.
1: Uh, Last think... of Us. No, Last not of Us was, the was a Us. year ago. The, the <laughs> like... um,
0: the game where you the or the Order, eighteen
1: eighty six. Oh, it didn't come out yet though. That has not come out yet. No, man, I'm I have pretty sure so, still in development. I developing. have been
0: so wrapped up in Nintendo news because of the site. I don't know what's going on outside of the company.
1: No, but that's a good-looking game. It's like steampunk Victorian age, like kill werewolves with your electric guns and give me some Zelda eighteen eighty six, and I'll
0: I'll give it a ten out of ten.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it sounded great. I love when I when I saw the E three trailer for the game. I was like, "What? This looks sick! I'm excited for the PS 4 And then I ended up getting an Xbox One.
2: (laughs) I I thought um, that new game by. Blizzard looks really good. Have you guys seen that?
1: Oh oh the which one? Heroes of the storm or the other one that they just released? One that
0: they
2: just released. It looks like a first person shooter MOBA.
1: It's a f- it's a first person hero shooter.
0: Are you talking about like the Team Fortress style one?
1: Yeah, it's a yeah. like, what is it called? It they com- they compared it to a one that Bethesda is doing. It's called like they're doing like battle or something. What is it called? It looks like League of know. Legends. Mega Man Battle Network Five. Yeah, that's that's it. So, it's, oh it's like it starts with a O I think. Heroes of the Storm. No, Heroes of the Storm. No, it's called Overwatch. Overwatch that's it. Oh, yeah, Overwatch. The Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heroes yeah, of it's... the Storm is their MOBA that I thought was great. And when they finish their updates, they're going to be even better. Because yeah. I hate, like, all... I mean, League of Legends, Smite... Well, Smite's third person. But League of Legends and Dota and all that stuff, they're great. But, I mean, like, Heroes of the Storm has all the, the characters we know and love from Blizzard.
0: Yeah. I really love the Warcraft series. And that's I think that translates into why... I have such an affiliation, or uh, such uh, a love for the Legend of Zelda series. They both have that re- that really cool, like fantasy feel, like that classic what you imagine fantasy is feel. Yeah,
2: yeah. Blizzard does yeah, a good job at see. inventing worlds. They they really yeah. Oh develop yes, and
0: everything. I and I look so sad at the idea of like MMOs because that's the exact opposite of a Zelda experience. Just because I really enjoy that single player. Yeah, vibe. I well, get when I, mean, I play things like i guess there's
1: certain people are good at certain things like blizzard's good at like mmo style Mm. and nintendo was good at like first or first like nintendo's good at fun (laughs) there you go i mean blizzard you can have fun with uh, an mmo yeah no you
0: you can i just haven't found one yet
1: do you want to play a like star wars skin mmo i've played it it's not that good Oh, I love that game. I love uh, The Old Republic.
0: The thing about The Old Republic is it's not going to ever be as good as Knights of the Old Republic, which is the single player. <gasps> yeah, game. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it'll yeah, never yeah. be nearly as good Shut as an up. MMO.
1: Adam, don't tell me that because I love those ones a little more too. <laughs> <laughs> you but understand I mean... what I mean. Yeah. I I'm not going to play be... a Legend of Zelda MMO where I get to play as a guard in the castle. No, I mean, you're right. It that will that would... match up to those original games and I have all... I have both of them on PC and Xbox. And the
0: funny thing is, is that number two was like an incomplete game.
1: Yeah, they rushed yeah, that one, and it's still right.
0: better than the old Republic. The, Number well, the problem with MMOs
2: might. is they all recycle the same system.
5: It,
0: the world never changes. I think Jake said on the podcast that war, never even changes. if you're three three days in, for someone it's still day one hour minute one of like the first second, first second of the first minute. I mean, there you know, just needs to be someone always has to be able to start the game for the first time, so the world can never really change. In the old republic, they try to fix that with special sections um, being just like personal story, so those areas are affected. But even then, and then you, you do, oh, a...
1: you can also do group story. At some yeah. Point oh, I do points. like the group
0: story. The group stories are really cool. I like. Yeah, them.
1: they're great because I love. And all right, I don't know how into this world you guys are. I don't know how into the old republic you guys are. In. Star Wars. So... I am a huge Star Wars nerd. Okay, so they, they just added the new expansion, the the Wrath of Revan, or the Something of Revan. Ooh. And I'm just like, oh, this is great, cause they're gonna do like the whole, the, the war on, uh, Mandalore. And then they're, they're gonna have, you have to be like the, the dark side and the Republic. You guys are gonna have to work together to defeat Revan's army. And I'm like, oh, that's gonna be such that's great awesome. flashpoint scenes. Cause like, one person's gonna wanna kill the person you're talking to. The other dudes wanna like, you know, negotiate. Yeah. So that's gonna be great. I fucking, I should get my subscription back.
0: RPG elements in games are really cool. I, I I always wondered what it would be like if Zelda had more of an RPG feel, like, like
2: Zelda Two with
0: more, n- even I, more than that. I wasn't a big like fan like of Zelda options. Two. Like when I play Dragon Age, I'm not talking about like the same amount of like, the same kind of fighting or anything like that. Just that I can do. I have different options for the way I go about things.
1: I mean, I just don't want to have to, like, go and affect Link's, like, attack ability or, like, defensibility, you know. Yeah,
0: I... no, I don't mean change up the combat. I just mean change <laughs> like, up the story a little bit. Like, add a tech tree like, of some sort? Like, custom? Maybe no, custom... I, no don't mean, I don't mean... Not mean, even that. I don't mean the combat portions of RPGs. I really just mean the story elements. I No, think but that'd
1: then... Be neat. But, I mean, then you have, like, story elements that were, like, in Skyrim and, like, the whole, like like cutscenes they weren't even cutscenes it's just like you could talk to someone and you could walk like 10 miles away from them they'll still be talking to you about the same thing and it was just they did that same thing in uh, Half-Life and, and in Portal and it just totally threw me off and I mean those are all great games but I mean like those are just those parts and games is something I would not put in in a game like Zelda
0: well, we talked about this a lot last week about what different elements could do in the Zelda series and what other game series do really well. We talked about, it, I think. Cinematic cutscenes.
1: We talked. No.
0: We talked a what? lot about Fallout.
1: What? Why Why would we need them? Cinematic cutscenes?
0: Yeah, why would we need them?
1: Uh, imagine, like, seeing Link do, like, cool movements that we could do in the actual game.
0: Oh, so we can just <laughs> be sad that we can't do those actual <laughs> movements. I, I
1: really don't like that. I mean,
0: I like that. <laughs> I just I look at like, it. and I'm like, I would want like that. when I played like Halo Four and I saw Master Chief doing flips and stuff in the cutscenes. I'm just like, why can't I do flips?
1: I'm okay with that. Why, being why able to is do he flips?
0: Why is he stopping himself from doing flips and acrobatics when he only runs and jumps in
1: the game? I don't know. I, don't, I forgot
0: not... how. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like he, oh. Uh, wait, I remember. I can do a backflip.
1: We're not playing Mirror's Edge here. Actually, no. I think Mirror's Edge does a really good job because, like, their cutscenes—it's integrated. Yeah, it's really integrated. Their cutscenes are also, um, they're like, like a 2D animation style, like, and it's really cool. I like how they did them, and I, oh, I really can't wait for the next game. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. it's gonna be great. That one's a big. That one, a lot of people I think are looking forward to. That and Battlefront, hell yeah. Yay. And Zelda Wii U,
0: which we oh. have heard nothing about yet. I think they're gonna be talking about it more at E3 2015. Um, yeah. Speaking of things that are coming out. The reason that I had Rick and Alan join us this evening for the podcast. Uh, why don't you guys tell us why you're here? What you're here to talk about?
2: So I uh, have been working the last two to three years on a uh, on a concept for a full feature-length uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time movie parody, and um, I started a Kickstarter about a month back, um, and I think you you saw that, right? How, how did you? Uh, find out about that adam
0: um someone at the site told me about it
2: oh
5: okay
0: someone in the staff room was mumbling about it and i looked into it and i believe that one of our guys wrote an article about it recently
1: and then adam showed it to me and i fell in love i was like oh my god i love this style this pixel art animation for those of you who haven't watched how haven't watched this video that rick was talking about uh, go on his Kickstarter at Kickstarter.com forward slash Rick the URL insert right here.
0: It's gonna be on the it's gonna be in the link dump. If, yeah, the cool. Kickstarter page.
1: Watch it, and he begins the video with showing nice little photos or video of him getting his uh his console his little baby boy, a little cutie, isn't that right?
2: That's that's just that's that some right? video I found online. But yeah, it's me. It's <laughs> me. It's me. Yeah,
5: <laughs>
2: yeah it's yeah. totally
1: me. Even even better. and uh, Still have those footy pajamas. He took some of his uh, Smash Bits type of style, and he threw it in there as well, and be like, we can make a parody video. And I and then as soon as I saw all the other characters come in, it was great. Style loved it. So I want to ask you, what are your inspirations for that pixel art that you do?
2: Well, I, just to make sure there's no confusion, um, that is not the style that we will be using for the movie. It's stil- not... The is going
0: to be more in tune with the, uh, the League of Legends videos you yes, did. Yes, the League um, of Legends track. First session.
1: Oh, well, yeah. even cooler. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I saw those. Those are also on the Kickstarter page if you want to check it out. There's also They're also on the YouTube channel. Um, so they've worked on stuff like this before. Uh, this is your first attempt at a full-length movie, though, I'm guessing, right? Yeah,
2: we've done a lot of stuff. Uh, Machinima will order sometimes full-length seasons from us. Like right now, we're working on uh, a season called... Uh, how to be annoying in League of Legends, and it's you get twelve episodes, and each one's five minutes long. So we've done a lot of stuff of great length, but usually broken up and um, uploaded over uh, as and, your, a, an amount of time.
1: And what channel, uh, what Machinima channel does this usually get played? On?
2: The one that's uh, How to be annoying on League of Legends is being uploaded right now on Machinima Realm, so YouTube.com. Oh, okay. oh so Schinima episode Rome. one is out. Yeah, they have. We have four episodes out now.
0: Oh, okay, so you can go check that out if you're interested, guys, after the podcast or during the podcast. Wait, don't leave! They already left. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> and uh, well, um, this, this, the Zelda feature film... At least you film. guys are
0: still here, viewers. At least you, you, person listening, are still here. And for that, I thank you. Because I get lonely.
1: I had a quick question. <laughs> By feature length film, like, how long, if you can disclose all that, how long would you think it would be?
0: We're trying to shoot
2: for exactly 90 minutes, because that's how much we were asking for. Um the budget that we have was in particular um, for that much, it, it could end up going a little more or a little less. But we wouldn't want to go any less than 90 minutes. Because, but on
1: another note, uh, so this Zelda feature-length animation is also going to be in like the style of Family Guy's Blue Harvest.
2: Yes, but that's not the animation style nor the humor style. What we mean by that is, you know how the Family Guy Blue Harvest Star Wars will follow through the movie? Of the mm-hmm. Star Wars movies, so it's basically the same story, um, just retold, but
0: with a different reason to
2: do so
1: everything. It's not going to be like you're going to say a joke like, "Wow, this is like the time that Zelda left me hanging," and you're not going to show like a clip of Zelda leaving him. No, hanging.
2: No, no, that's that's not that's you know the Family Guy joke style where they keep cutting away. That's we're not doing that, uh, not at all. Yeah.
1: Okay. No, um, we're we're so, starting with I mean... the
2: Deku Tree telling the story, and then we're going to move on to, um. The Link waking up in bed and, and, you know, perhaps show the dream there.
0: What scene scene did you first imagine? I always assume there's a scene that everyone imagines when they first want to start making a project like this. What scene initially came to your mind? What was the one that said, like, wow, I want to make a movie, and this is, like, the first thing that just fleshed
2: out? I was listening to Zelda Reorchestrated, and the Deku theme, the Deku Tree song came to my mind, and it was just... In my mind, I was thinking of all the times where D, where he was talking to this.
1: That album is amazing, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Oh, Adam, just to reiterate, I just found the Angry Video Game Nerd, uh, mo- the movie Indiegogo campaign. His original fund that he wanted to raise was $75,000. He made $325,000. That's
0: crazy low. That, that's, that's really low.
1: I Well, I mean, of course... I st- I've studied before. film
0: process for a little bit when I was in... My first year of uh, college, mm-hmm. and we just went over the basics of of budget and everything, and my professors were pretty adamant on the idea that a million dollars is pretty much how little it would co- it, I mean how much it would cost. Animation start is making. really really expensive. Like oh yeah, oh, yeah that his, too. His is an animation.
1: animation. His his was live action. Animation is a lot more expensive.
0: Yeah, and it's also getting like re- good equipment.
1: And equipment good equipment, to... good animators and storyboarders, like. Well, I mean, Squi- with like
0: with like making an indie film, even if it's not an animation, you have to know how to get the right equipment and do it for the right price. Like some people mm. do the mistake of buying a camera, like a really expensive camera for fifty grand, when you really should only rent them out.
3: Right. Yeah. And we're
2: we're gonna have to travel because we're wanting to get you know good voice actors. The more money we get if, if we raise over the funds, like we were thinking of getting, you know. D or C class actors that are that are well known or even YouTube celebrities and that that would require Dude, us to fly.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. Rice Pirate, if you're out there, I'm gonna give these guys your information and they're gonna contact you. Like yeah. go well, look there's... him up on YouTube and Newgrounds. Like he's probably one of the best voice actors both professionally oh, yeah. and on the internet. Like he's Rice done...
0: Pirate is uh basically the guy who I go to when I want to look look advice and things like that. So the
2: kick the Kickstarter is not doing so hot. We have uh Oh. <laughs> two two weeks left, and at our current rate, we might make a thousand dollars. So,
0: mommy. Yeah. And I know it's a it's uh, only it's a fully funded thing. Like it has to be fully funded, right? Yeah.
1: So it's, yeah. Ooh. I'm nuts. All right. I'm mm-hmm. don't I'm not. I do not want to be like Debbie Downer here, but if you guys don't make it, you know, if you start an Indiegogo, you guys get to take the money that you get, as long as you guys can produce something.
0: It might it might just be one of those things that at this point, you might are you have you started looking into other ways you could do this, um, other ways that you can fund this project either slowly over time or through a different mm-hmm. way out outlet. Because I mean, I love we'd love to help you here, and I hope our fans considered supporting this uh, this idea Def- on Kickstarter. Definitely, and please, Such please a... consider donating at least a dollar. Well, I, I read
2: a lot of stuff about like before I started, I I did about a month of research on how to fund Kickstarters and how to promote them and everything, and I did all the right stuff, but um. It's just I, I didn't have a big enough audience myself because all of my yeah. work has been through Machinima. I have never built really my my own audience.
0: And I think a big thing is that people are concerned about the legal issues with this kind of thing. Yeah, and that's why I'm coming out and saying that this is totally legal, guys. There's nothing wrong with doing a parody of a series. If
2: if working, it would only take this... one major YouTube channel like PewDiePie or Machinima, or it just take. I mean, if if one it just Major takes one Reddit post that clicked. Posted my video, about the Kickstarter video. I I could get the full funding in one day. That's that's all. Yeah, it would that's take. what I'm
0: saying, and that's what I was saying to Chris earlier when he was saying that, um, you know, they've only received this much money in this much time. What, what do you still believe in the project? And I'm like, yeah, I totally believe that you guys can still do this. I I definitely think that you guys still have a shot, even if there's still ten hours left. You you have a shot, like never give up on that, on the the idea that you could possibly make your goal and I think that's the cool thing about Kickstarter websites yeah um, and that's why get... I'm
2: here that's why I uh, joined you guys because I, I think that there's, there's there's still worth something here
5: mm-hmm.
1: no definitely like I'm not saying I see a good I when, I when I know a good idea I see it but I'm telling you I see a good idea here guys I remember
0: it's... seeing a comment uh, recently on one of the I think last episode saying a fan said that myself and jake could voice link in a in a version and i love i i thought about it for a little bit and i was really flattered by the 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 the, the comment so that's why i'm mentioning it now because that was really cool i really appreciate who said that, like
1: that who said that comment Adam?
0: according to his profile name it was dylan just dylan <laughs> it's but just know that if you've commented in any way given us any feedback. Send us emails. Recently a lot of people have been sending us emails on like how they'd love to see the show turn out and things like that and how I'm doing a terrible job. I'm just kidding. You guys are really nice when you're saying like, hey, I love the show and I don't want to make you feel insulted, but here's I think some tips for you. And I love that. And I love that you guys are getting involved and that you're trying to help me out, do do things with audio and stuff.
1: Pro tip, guys. Keep commenting. Pro tip. Yeah. Pro tip. Keep supporting kickstarters.
0: Yeah, support fan projects. Those are really what (laughs) I mean, we're a fan project in a way. Zelda Informer is kind of a fan project.
1: Fan website, fan project. Yeah,
0: we're we're more. Of, I call us a news outlet or a good place to find news, but we're not a news site. That's not our goal. We're 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 a fan site, but we have the journalistic integrity of a news site. Yeah. Or what one should have on a news site. Cough cough Kotaku. I'm really good at hiding those. Um,
1: yeah, I bet I bet post Adam. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm going to leave I, that in. I'm not going to change Oh, it. I have to mention Post Adam once because Jake isn't here. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, Speaking of Jake. Let's
0: get a round of applause for Post Adam.
1: Yeah. Po- Post Adam is with you. Plus.
0: Yeah, I think you already did.
1: Um, you already did. All right. All right. So
0: I so, want to –
2: Uh, I I have some audio Uh, for the first three minutes and 52 seconds. Of the uh, the Zelda movie project, I haven't shared it with anybody yet. If you want to play it, um, then right, so we can do that.
0: Yeah, okay. Do you want to do you want to listen to that right now? Yeah, let's take a look. All right, so here's the first couple minutes. Uh, how many minutes long is this? Oh,
2: almost four minutes.
0: All right, here's the first four minutes of audio from the Legend of Zelda fan project, uh, Ocarina of Time parody movie. Let's take a listen.
4: Thus begins the tale of an ever-growing evil and a young boy without a fairy.
6: God, you still talk to yourself there like you that? There you are.
4: I need you to go find me a boy.
6: You're summoning a boy this time? Okay, no, 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 no f***ing way. You are going too oh, far.
4: No, it, it's not far. I can... <laughs> I can see why you think that. But no, this is for the prophecy. The boy I need is the one without a fairy. You
6: and these f- Prophecies bring me a chick without legs, a girl without hair, and now you're asking for a boy without a fairy. Both first, two
4: were actually both parts of the same prophecy. Besides, I said it wasn't one of those things this time.
6: It's just the way that you said it.
4: <laughs> How did I say it? You said it kind of pedowy. What? No, I didn't.
6: <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs>
4: Did it really come <laughs> off that way?
6: Yeah, it kind of sounded like you wanted jailbait there for a second. Whew,
4: glad we got that cleared up. Anyway, Harry, this is for THE prophecy.
6: THE prophecy? Do you really think it's finally time?
4: Yes, I am assigning you to summon him and travel with him on this journey.
6: I'll do it, but why me? Why, you're
4: the most seasoned soldier in the forest. You're experienced, and you've, you've got to admit you've been around.
6: Okay, what are you getting at? I'm not
4: here to get anything. I'm just saying you know your way around Hyrule, and you're a f- you're so defensive. Well, the best offense is a good defense, sir. And the best defense is a good go find the fing boy and quit wasting time.
6: Jeez, don't get your bark panties in a bunch. Why don't you get your
4: mm, panties out of your pocket? No, hmm. that's what I thought. We really gotta plant some bitches around here.
6: No. No, Black Rider. I don't wanna ride your horse. Okay, wake up, kid. (gasps) Ah! You little shit! (gasps) My berries! Your berries? I'm ten. What the hell should I call them? Wait, how'd you get in here? I'm a fairy. I'm highly trained to squeeze through hard-to-reach places. You have a Tarzan loincloth for a door. Who are you? It doesn't matter. I'm just here to summon you to the great dicky tree. Aren't you a little old to be a fairy? F you, you little sh**t. No wonder you don't have a fairy. Actually, the name's Link? Link? <laughs> My god. Your parents must have hated you. Can't you see I'm an orphan? <laughs> and everyone in this town hates me. Oh, oh okay. Well, like I said, the Great Deku Tree has summoned you! That's pretty cool, huh? Why would the Great Deku Tree want a stupid orphan? Well, he's very explorative. We do try to put limits on what's appropriate and not, but after the whole weeping willow debacle, we just let him do his own thing now. (laughs) I don't understand! I don't know, he's just obsessed with some prophecy. You're gonna save the world, though! I'm probably just still dreaming. Oh! My Deku Nuts!
0: Awesome. That was really cool. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> Can you uh, go over with the, the listeners what, we, what they just listened to?
2: What you just heard was the uh, first four minutes of the movie. Uh, it's really a rough version of the script. It's really not finished yet. And these are probably not the final voice actors that we're going to be going with. Um,
0: we, mm-hmm. This is just a uh, like a, a, like a, a pitch, demo, basically. Yeah. Yes,
2: it, it was a demo that we wanted to create for ourselves so we could make sure that the feel of the scene, the feel of the uh, pilot first uh first little bit of it felt right and uh we were we we're kind of happy with it we were most we, we feel like it's most of the way there but we thought you guys might enjoy it
0: yeah thanks so much for sharing with us yeah it was uh, really post nice. comments below and what you heard and what you think uh, remember this is just a rough draft this is basically um their way of like like rick just said um figuring out what the scene is gonna be like um, so a lot you of can people use a lot of projects yeah give us feedback. Let us know what you think. I mean, it's cool to just like hear from you guys and hear what you guys have to say. I always love reading your comments. Uh, Be sure to send those comments to us either down below in uh, ZeldaInformer.com's comment section or send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Link is in the description
1: below. And if you guys like the project and want to know more and want to do more, make it happen... Go on their Kickstarter and support the heck out of them. Support it. Yeah, let's get this funded.
0: Let's get this project funded in the next 14 or 11 I
1: days. See, I want to see $10,000 by the end of the <laughs> podcast. That would be really hey, cool. Also, by the way, <laughs> the end of this podcast. Can you guys
2: put the uh, link mm-hmm. to the, the script? I have a 15 to – no, it's about a 25-page script of the first 25 pages. Oh, you're going to share yeah, the script with yeah, the Yeah, well, we have so far. That's yeah, awesome. on Kickstarter. That's so. really – you can just put the oh, okay. link down.
0: Awesome. There well, guys, guys, if you want to see what you're looking at before you click on that Kickstarter, Rick is gonna be sharing us the uh, sharing the first fifteen or so pages of the script, so you can see more as to what they're doing, see the direction they're headed in. And uh, did you I guys really know cool. it was written
2: by really uh, cool Tony Janning from Legend of Neil? Oh wow! Oh, no you way! Didn't know that. I thought you guys knew that. Yeah, it, uh, I asked Tony Janning to write the rough, you know, first version of it, and so we we worked together and he's the one that created that uh that rough draft that that I'm sharing
0: how did you guys how did you guys meet how did you guys start work I sent more?
2: him a long email saying hey you got like your Zelda legend of Neil is the funniest thing I've ever seen would you please join us write this and he replied back and we got in a skype call and uh, I had to pay him for it you know he <laughs> he was <laughs> expensive know, um, charge, as you would expect but I, w- I was still stoked that he uh, would work with us.
5: That's all right. Really
0: cool. Hey, would you question. say that this project is made up of like passionate fans of at least the Zelda series or? Oh, series definitely. Like
2: it? Everyone that's been involved so far um, have, has been wanting to make something Zelda. Um, so, so we're all really excited. How now, about you,
0: Alan? How did you? Uh, how did you get involved?
2: I was the. I'm, I'm the producer of this. It, it was uh, well. We, Oh, I oh Alan. Alan. I didn't hear you say Alan.
0: Huh? What? Alan has been quiet this whole time. For those of you who forgot, Alan is uh the w- what do you do on the uh project? Well, I'd let I'd like you to introduce yourself again for everyone at home. Huh?
1: What? Um Huh, <laughs> <laughs> I was well, wake while uh, snapping.
3: Oh uh, well uh, put on this tunic, might... get
0: on the boat. You're going on <laughs> an adventure.
3: Okay, so apparently <laughs> I might be doing some music for this. Awesome, awesome. How'd you get involved in the project? Well, I met uh, Rick a couple of years ago when we were both in the Machinima Directors Program. Okay. And so I had done some work for, for him before in some other series.
2: Mm-hmm. He's a, an excellent scorer. Uh, why don't you talk about some of the other stuff that you've done recently that you showed me?
3: Sure. Okay, um, recently I've done some... Uh, uh, music scores for a uh, YouTuber uh, Keyboarder 200. Yeah, Keyboarder 200. That is a cool name. Uh, I've scored uh, his uh, Doctor Who animation, under the Doctor, uh, his Adventure oh, wow. Time-inspired animation, uh, Minecraft Time. That's cool. And that's cool. Uh, a bunch of other stuff for his channel. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Uh, would
0: you want to... Are there any of those that you are personally proud of? You want us to... Share the link down below. I can do that. Uh, yeah, the Ender the Doctor one. All right. So if you want to hear some of uh, Alan's awesome music scores, uh, be sure to check the link down below. We're going to have that posted right there for you, all you lovelies. Um, so uh, that's all that we have to talk about for this week. Uh, for now, let's just uh, sit down and have a chat. Let's talk about Smash. Let's talk about uh, some of the projects you guys have. Let's talk a little bit more about the project you guys have been working on. Um, no fan topics this week. Uh, hey, no one... come
1: on, fans! Yeah,
0: no, I guess they, I guess you guys were like hoping to see what we'd say about Smash and stuff. I think I, I like to think that they did it out of a, a love for our um, our podcast, out of a love for the stuff that we say here on the podcast.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: <laughs> or maybe they just don't love us anymore, and they just left.
1: Maybe it's because Jake Jake made him mad. Is, no one likes him. Remember, Isn't you can send
0: right? your fa- your uh, fan hate. Uh, about jake to Podcast at gmail.com
1: and your fan loved to chris at chris j kitchen on twitter
0: why would why would they have
1: that because they love me no they don't uh- <laughs> oh man <laughs> all right so uh, here's a good question for you guys man, we have like
0: an hour and a half until smash comes out Sweet. where are you guys guys i want you to uh post below if you guys are smash fans If you guys are Excited to see your uh, Zelda characters in Smash Bros. for Wii, um, Wii U. Post below what you did for Smash release night, if you did anything cool or interesting, if you went to any parties or anything like that, any Smash release parties. Um, I'm going to be hanging out with some competitive Smash players here in Orlando and uh, getting my butt whooped. And who was the first <laughs> character you played?
2: Uh, Me? Well, you haven't played yet because it's, oh, that's it's a...
0: not out yet, so...
2: but.
1: Oh, i played it. Oh, who's the first yeah, character? Yeah, yeah, they because they're gonna be. I, yeah, I've...
0: definitely say that below. Who is the character that you were most excited for? Uh, I've played on the Smash Bros. You. you have?
1: Yeah, I did over the summer.
0: Oh, at Best
2: Buy. I told you
1: this. Oh, oh at yeah, Best at Smash Bros. I played four times. Same character wow. each time. <laughs> no, I would, I made sure to differentiate. The two uh, characters
0: that I was really excited. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Oh no! All right, all right. I'll just make this fast. First character I did in my first match was a uh, villager and I kicked ass and I won. Yeah, that's right. Villager. Isn't that and crazy? And then you put it in your pocket. And I what? Victory.
0: And then you put the victory in your pocket.
1: <laughs> and then I left with a smile on my face and a chip in my step. <laughs> and and then... Blood on the axe. <laughs> After I played as Link, um, I played as Mega Man, who's really hyped. And I think I played Mega Man twice, actually.
0: Mega Man was a really fun character to play with. He still uh, is like yes. I love Mega Man to death. Yeah, I remember seeing uh, a, an image of like how to play Mega Man competitively, and mm-hmm. it's crazy how much like um, micromanagement you have to do on every single move. Oh and my god! The, the, the basic <laughs> description was you have to do every single thing perfectly right, or you will die immediately.
1: Yeah, like he's he's, he's a, a hard fixture. character
0: to play as. He is one of the I would say low tier characters. Uh, Link, thankfully is a little bit better than he's been in the past years. They've been a little bit kinder to him. Um, he feels he's, great. He moves he's great. quite
1: the swordsman, some might say.
0: Yeah, I know. I was really excited because I love Link in the Smash Bros. games. And I'm really trying to get back into Ganondorf. But um, I haven't played Brawl Ganondorf in a long time. I usually play Project M. So trying to get back into that rhythm is difficult. Do you think um, they're
2: really not going to your... uh, put out any DLC after this, U2?
1: Uh Well, the way he phrased it in a sentence, it said that like he wouldn't put in any paid DLC. He like said he, he wouldn't knew... put in any.
0: He wasn't c- considering any paid DLC right now, meaning... Exactly. Either so... he's not going to put in any paid DLC he wants to put in just free DLC in the future, exactly. or That's he doesn't want to put in DLC at all. Or he wants to put in DLC, but he's just lying, because Sakurai has changed his mind a you lot. Do you think
2: they're going to like like put like, balance the game? I mean, now Wii U has a lot more capabilities of of updates and balancing
0: updates yeah they just did they actually just released a uh, an update and a lot of characters saw some changes I know Shulk got a one to three uh, percent there's buff a one to all hour long moves. video
1: on YouTube about a guy who found all the changes and he explained all of them yeah. one hour long video on YouTube
0: that's good to hear yeah a lot of characters got some changes to their moves um, for better or worse so I think that Nintendo will really be embracing the idea of changing balancing um, I remember in Pokemon when they were when they talked about how they designed Mega Evolutions. One of the criteria is would this act as a really good counter to what is part of the current meta? Like, would adding this ult, um, Mega Evolution be pr- good against uh, Mega Gengar? Would Meg- is Mega because like I think Mega Gengar is one of the more powerful Mega Evolutions.
1: Um, if not the one of the like the most powerful.
0: Yeah, he's cool. He looks cool.
1: <laughs> no. I'm so happy though because I have I've always had a Metagross on my team for the past four years now, and now that they made him a Mega Evolution, as soon as I give him the stone, he's gonna, I'm excuse my language, but he's gonna kick.
0: <laughs> Are you looking forward to uh, a Mega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? All right, uh, I, any of you guys
5: looking for?
1: Yeah, games? I played some of the demo, and I'm I'm not gonna get it when it first comes out. I'm not gonna get it today, but I mean, I'll probably get it maybe sometime in January. Too busy being
0: in the Smash Bros. I'll
1: probably just watch Chris yeah. play through it. Are you gonna stream that? Uh, I could. I just need a, a capture card for my DS because I usually stream through my PC and stuff. PC and consoles. For those Chris... of you interested in watching me stream, it, my uh, Twitch is uh, Twitch.com forward slash Chris J Kitchen
0: check it out down below it'll be in the link dump uh chris there was something you wanted to talk about before the podcast started Uh, i remember you mentioning it to me
1: oh yeah yeah. so rick as in an animator you and i kind of were little made a little talk about this before how how do you find the best way to like turn that into something that you can do for your living if you have yes i
2: it's all about having a good resume. I mean just like any other job. Any mm-hmm. other like if you want to start your own business or be a freelance graphic designer or any kind of art uh, you really need to
0: get Photoshop certified if you're a graphic designer by the way.
1: It's I'm really easy
0: f- if you know how to use Photoshop.
1: <sighs> yeah, I'm already Photoshop certified. So
0: am I. And I'm not a very good graphic designer, but I can do everything you need to do. <laughs> and I think yeah, <laughs> certification is very important in a lot of the technical fields where that uh are available to internet people these days so i think that rick what you're saying has a lot yeah. of truth to it and you'd be surprised as to how much you can put on your resume how much you can actually um find to put when, together volunteer service hours things like that all that can really be helpful depending on what job when, you're. Looking when i talk for. to
2: potential clients now I, I just send them to my website where you can click videos and i have all of my um playlist of my favorite like, the best-looking, you know, mm-hmm. best, most professional stuff that we've done. And um, right now, I like, it's, it's also all about connections that you have. Um, it's nice to have right. connections with people who are able to, you know, producers who are making stuff.
1: Oh, dude, I love having connections. <laughs>
5: yeah, so right
2: now, I have a lot of connections with Machinima, uh, a ton of them. And so when they need something, um, they'll they'll come to me. I mean, they don't always come to me. They'll, they'll come to whoever they think is the best person. And... I've had mm-hmm. a a couple people at Machinima tell me that they think I'm that that they think that Smash Bits produces the best pixel animation available online. So if they ever want pixel animation, I know that I'm the first place they're gonna go.
1: Yeah, like when I saw uh, some of Smash Bits, uh, I had watched some earlier today, to to kind of, you know, get the get the juices going. It had reminded me. A, a, something done a lot better than this pixel animation I used to watch from this guy named who went under the alias of Hadouken Dude, and he posted this uh, animation on Newgrounds. Wait, his name it. was
0: Hadouken Dude, and he didn't go by the name Hadouken? Dude-
1: <laughs> oh, he did. That's, no, I, I, mean, that I would think be better. he <laughs> did. I think he did. I think he did. I forgot. Okay. Anyways, he I hope he anim- did. He did this animation called, um, oh, what is it called? The Four, Legend of Zelda Four Swords Misadventures. And yeah. it was a pixel animation where he took the world and everything from, like, the four swords game for the game boy or uh it was a, a link to the past and then it had the four swords uh compatibility he took all the world and all the assets and he animated them for his own series it's and funny I, how you I uh, fell in love with it
0: you mentioned that and i i remember like a few weeks ago i mentioned to you the idea that i had to do a four swords adventure series mm-hmm. and then you mentioned that and my heart just sunk because i realized that someone has already done it
1: no, dude, like, that, that. I said this before, if not in this podcast and in another, that that it kind of helped inspire the cartoon, Zelda, whatever, to make its way onto the internet. Like, I came to Scrooge with the idea, and I told him about that, and we worked from there to something else. And honestly, like, I don't think I would be in the place I am right now without watching that cartoon ever in my life.
0: Well, yeah. No, I'm just saying because I had an idea to take the Four Swords... Um, oh And yeah, make yeah. them, give them personalities, flesh them out a little bit, and put them on misadventures in Hyrule. But that's apparently a thing already. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of the day and w- age we live in.
1: Yeah, uh, Rick. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Chris, I was going to ask about your animations. You've done some Zelda animations. Um,
1: uh, y- yeah, the Zelda whatever I did with Screw it, so I did uh, most of the. I did the original pilot writing for that. Uh, I came up with the original script and gave it to him. As like a rough draft and everything, and I help uh, produce it by uh, in terms of like money issues, and I help fund it and get the voice actors and stuff. So, um, in ahead. terms of in other artwork, I'm actually working on a few side projects of like my own with a few animators. One by the name of Kizzle the Kid, and just other personal passion projects at the moment.
2: So I have this uh, idea that I've been playing with. That um, I, I want to do if I can't do this Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time movie, I
0: mm-hmm. let's make it yeah, happen, people. Let's let's make sure let's, that, that let's make happen. it happen.
2: But if we Ooh, aren't able to please. make it happen here in the next uh year, I want to do a sprite based um, Link to the or yeah Link to the Past series that goes through the whole oh, game. Definitely. okay. And you know that game has even less story than Ocarina of Time.
0: That is my favorite game yeah. in the Zelda so, series. Adam, can shut up! Listen to this podcast, that is my favorite game. <laughs> oh, well, God. it sounds
2: like there's a market for it. Then, I I really want yeah. some. Uh, I I need some writers though for it. Some some people that will come together and make this just a really funny, hilarious series. Hey,
0: I can I can help you out there. I'm uh, actually a writer. Really need?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I've written a few scripts in the past and stuff like that. If for like my own animations and like, I helped with other people as well as like giving good feedback at least what I think is good feedback on it. so we yeah definitely talk
2: offline or after this conversation then so, or after this yeah we'll talk a
0: little bit more about this maybe maybe we can get
2: yeah. together
1: and the worst part about it is I don't really have like time to be get getting paid so I do my work for free
0: yeah same well the <laughs> Until... thing is the thing about like writing scripts and stuff is that I really love world building I mentioned this before the podcast but I really enjoy just making characters and the worlds they live in yeah, just fleshing them out.
1: Even character design, I love character design. Yeah, like, I
0: mean, I can write characters. I uh, don't necessarily enjoy writing dialogue and things like that all the time. Like no, for mean, sketch even, comedy and things like that, I can get it out. Um, even when I, designing. I just need,
1: sorry. I'm I'm talking about like, like me like make creating a character and like on like side or like on any program I use on my computer. It's just I find I find enjoyment out of that
0: yeah Uh, the thing is that like with sketch comedy the biggest the smartest thing that i can give is advice um and don't take this for as like the complete truth because who am i to say Uh, but for me and maybe this will help some of you guys i imagine the speaker the speaker's voice and personality in the dialogue i don't know if that's something you're already supposed to be doing i've never been in writing classes i always found them boring um just imagining the character saying it really does help and really gets you the sparks oh, yeah, of definitely. comedy. That's sparks like,
1: of... Hmm? It's like have you ever listened to like the audiobooks for Harry Potter? I have not. Ooh, I recommend out of like any audiobook for any series, I'd recommend you go listen for Harry Potter Speaking specifically. Speaking of
0: which, our sponsor this week is Noah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was Audible.
0: Audible, sponsor us. You sponsor a lot of podcasts. <laughs>
1: And yep. NatureBox,
0: yeah, NatureBox, I I will <laughs> definitely uh, be open to sponsorships. I don't know. Yeah, I,
2: I think it's really sure important to, to what you're saying is understand the voice of the character. Um, I I have a lot of scripts sent to me, and I read through them, and I'm like, this is not funny at all. Like, and I'll, I'll send it back, and I'm like, you're just. I'll, t- I'll tell the person. Well, I don't. I, I'm not mean. I don't tell them they're not funny, but um, but then they'll you tell them why the joke you,
1: doesn't land. You, you need something kind of constructed. You right. don't need just like But what I've jokes. learned though is, yeah,
2: they need to send audio with the script of them reading through the script. Because what I've learned is sometimes the script is terrible, but as soon as you hear how they envisioned the, the delivery, delivery, it could become the funniest thing you've ever heard.
0: Yeah, there was a uh, there was a joke on The Simpsons I saw. It was a uh, Krusty the Clown. Um, his father never liked his jokes, and then he but he said, "I love this one. This one guy at my at my uh, synagogue." This one rabbi. Your synagogue. That's that was in the show. Um, oh, okay. And so his dad is talking about how he loved this one rabbi, and Krusty goes and sits in the sermon basically for this rabbi, and he's just telling Krusty's jokes, <laughs> uh, but using different delivery. And then he, and then uh, Bart comes up to and he's like, "See, Krusty, he loved your jokes. He just hated your delivery." And Krusty <laughs> just gets really upset. That's, that's great. That's that's. I'm glad he told that. I like that. Delivery does mean a lot. And I think
1: text It depends really on how you do it.
0: Yeah. Text can't really uh, justify the type of... They can't really justify what you're saying. Because the words alone can only do so much. Right. I mean, yeah, you can have flowery language and things like that. But even then, there's a, a lot that comes in with the audible quality of uh, speaking, of, of lines.
1: Yeah. I I, I respect that thought because, like, I like – and even – that's, like, why people make visual representations of stuff like that. Like, uh, I tried doing a – just a regular voiceover series before, but then I noticed, like, when I would make a joke or something, it wouldn't really make sense because there was no visual representation of what I was saying. Like, people weren't even, like, reading, like, the dialogue of, like, the directions I wrote in the script. So, it got me thinking, like, well, crap, I got to redo this so that people really understand what I'm trying to do. So it's actually one of my side projects I'm working on it's gonna make like a little storyboard punchline series and I'm gonna post it back up on my channel and people will understand the jokes I make now but Rick you you do the your machine that's that's your job yes
2: i I am doing this full time and every everything I make um everything I make I'm putting back into my own channel um, I have actually mm-hmm. six different web series that I'm saving up my money for Oh wow! Um, each of them are going to be 10 episodes long and I'm putting all of my money into Mm -hmm. them um, so that they can start uploading a weekly sprite animation show or no not a weekly show but every day I want to be uploading a different video next year right
1: okay now how do you feel about like posting these on the YouTube medium do you feel like you can get better reception here than anywhere else or like let's say if you put them on up on your own website that you could do a little better for yourself, even if it's, like, especially fiscally, like, because this is your job? Like, do you feel like you get less on YouTube than what you could somewhere else? I think
2: um, if I was to do it on YouTube, I'd have, or on on my own channel, I'm sorry, if I was to do it on my own website, I would have to build up that website um, and market Mm -hmm. that website more so than I would on YouTube because YouTube, there's already a lot of people on there and YouTube has that mechanism where it suggests videos to people.
0: The uh, people looking for your content. I I, I said this to Chris. Um, the idea that like YouTube is one of those sites that its competition isn't really like other competition. Its market is like no other in that you have people doing the same style of videos and same like YouTube personalities are all the same in some way. You could say all oh, let's plays are the same in some ways. Um, animations all the same in some ways but they're not competing for people's attention in fact you can basically market towards those people those people that watch those things and they can watch basically everybody's videos all together so they can watch animations from you Rick they can watch animations from uh, Hishi they can watch animations from um, uh, Cyanide and Happiness in a way we're all working together you guys aren't yeah you're not hurting each other your business is not killing each other in fact, you're getting the you're you're helping the audience itself grow. I mean, I,
1: I kind of want to differ with that because there are some cases where it, that does happen. Like take for instance, one of the biggest animators on YouTube, Ego Raptor.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Just because like him being like one of the biggest and everything out and like he's the most influential, then you have other people like his fan fo- his fan base his followers. They'll like go on other animators' YouTubes and be like, and they'll just, just straight up troll everything, all the comments like, oh this is this is just like Ego Raptor. You copied him. You're doing the same thing. Blah blah. blah and they'll get all this hate for like oh stu- yeah, I've seen stupid that. reasons.
0: I've seen a lot of people where it's like you use pastel colors, which means you're exactly like Ego Raptor.
5: Even
1: things like that, n- yeah, and it's look, not
0: true. Uh, and I, that's not an Ego Raptor. That's on the fans being rude or not respecting another person's work. I would never compare something that Rice Pirate made to something that Oni made, or something that Oni made to something that um, Ross made. Uh, yeah, Ross.
2: I, I think that has a lot to do with. Yeah, yes, there is competition on YouTube, and uh, and it can get really rough with especially fans. Um, I, I felt like my whole first year to year and a half making content on YouTube, I felt like I was always just behind because quality on YouTube is always getting better and better. Um,
5: mm-hmm. Quality is yeah, key. Really, it, it's
2: yeah. really important to have. I mean, Egos Raptors stuff, like his earliest stuff. Probably wouldn't do as well now if it was uploaded now. His animation quality has improved. Um,
0: Well, the thing is, is that yeah, as as a whole, the medium has just improved. Like you go back and you watch something Rice Pirate made four years ago, um, and it's not. It doesn't look nearly anything as good as what he makes nowadays. Like I went back and watched one of my old favorites from him, and
1: which one? Um,
0: the uh, I think I watched the Wii U one actually.
1: Oh, the we you would like to play.
0: Uh the we dare you one. I don't know when oh, that yeah, came yeah. up. But since then, has... just I remember his quality that was patient new grounds. Yeah, and since then his quality's really improved like just astronomically. He's getting a lot better. Um and that's not to insult his earlier work. It's just to say that um I don't know. I think you get sp- it's part of it is like you look at everything with a gla- a pair of like tinted glasses on. Right. Uh, you're kind of like obscured by like how much better their their stuff has gotten, and so as a result, you see everything else they've done is poor quality. But I think a lot of animators, when they start out, you kind of are willing to accept um, some flaws in the very Yeah, a, a smaller channel um,
2: doesn't, the qualities are um, expected from a sp- smaller channel are
0: not as high. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the Raptor when he makes a video, it's you expect really high quality, like it's supposed to be the best video that week that you see. Like, that's what he has to aim for when it comes to his animations. His Let's Plays, not so much.
1: Um, no, I mean, I'm not going to say they did, haven't upped the quality of, like, Game, Game Grumps. Oh, no. no like, Game Grumps they, they, is getting better. I mean, they I, have, I mean, they have to. Or else they would lose their audience. I, I mean, I would like to say, like, I'm not as big as a fan as I was of Game Grumps, like, uh, two years ago. But, I mean, I, I see that they've grown. I've seen, like, yeah, they are getting better. That's mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. Like, I forgot where I was going with this. Well, but, a um... lot of it
0: is getting the right people and getting chemistry. And a lot of people don't understand that. Like, the reason that I have you and Jake on all the time, and I think
1: that... Because we, we have uh, chemistry now. Yeah,
0: and the, I think the podcast, as a result, has been getting better. And I've, get, I've been getting better. If you listen to episode one in comparison to this episode, it's such a difference in quality episode one i would say don't watch or don't listen to because it's really bad and also it's a news podcast so kind of older episodes don't have as much merit as newer ones um we don't we didn't start getting uh fan emails until probably episode five episode six um so after that it was i mean before the first couple episodes we talked mostly about just videos we really liked and things like that things around the Zelda series. And um, I mean, right now we talk, we're talk we talking about something that really doesn't really have to do with the Zelda series, but in a way it does. Um, because a lot of people complain, like you don't talk about Zelda in these parts, you don't talk about Zelda in some, some sections, or you don't relate it to Zelda. And it's sometimes you don't always have to be talking about the subject to be discussing it. Um, mm-hmm. This is a community podcast for the most part, I would say. Of course. The reason that we asked for fan emails and fan co- uh, comments and uh, theme song submissions and things like that from you guys is because we want this to be part of we want part of this to be you guys getting involved. And we're not, mm-hmm. not to say that we're being lazy or anything like that. We just want you to feel like your voice is being heard or that you're being recognized as a cool fan of a series that we both love. You and me. You and I. You and Chris. You and Rick.
1: Yes. Of course I don't.
0: You and maybe Alan, who's Animation
2: is really important. I mean, we are going to be doing Zelda stuff probably forever on on our channel. Um, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> by the way, Rick, I, know, I I was on your channel. and I also noticed another thing. You should look into Patreon.
2: I've had a lot of people tell me that recently,
1: yeah. and I you you could definitely use the yeah, help.
2: I think so. I, I think I'm gonna put Patreon before my before I relaunch my channel.
0: Um, I'll probably start a Patreon. You get to do more with things like a Patreon stuff. And for me, I want to do more with this podcast and do more in the community and do more as a uh, as a content creator for you guys. Like I was, I've been really wanting to do a video portion of this podcast for a while. Um, probably since we started, I would have loved to start doing video. But as you all, as you all should know by now, or you may not know, but you might know, um, none of us are in the same room together. Ever right. in any of these podcasts at all. i never been able to have uh, a in-person, four-person podcast. And you lose a lot of that. We can't even do video because a lot of people don't have necessarily internet quality for it. Um, yeah. I do my best to work with people and not force people to spend money. Because like I said, we're, we don't get paid for things like this. We do this because we enjoy the series and because we enjoy giving you guys something to listen to and making your week a little bit better. And making her, or maybe entertaining you maybe making you a little bit mad no right <laughs> with my silly opinions about gaming um but I don't know we'll see what comes in the future um what might just happen support with, the podcast yeah just support the podcast and share it with your friends and <clears> hopefully if you guys should, all we right. can...
1: if we get if we get all right uh, I don't know if Adam's told you guys yet podcast but we he's he's surpassed a, a goal goal of the podcast Adam share that goal
0: um, well, my initial goal was to get at least 10 episodes of this podcast done. To and at least with, get to the point. Views, views,
1: views, views. And
0: um, my initial goal, like my initial dream was by episode 10 to have an overall listener count of about 20,000. And right now we Which? sit at about 9, 19,500.
3: Which is absolutely really close. close. I had no idea yeah. that the, the well, listener the time count was by. that high.
0: Yeah, that's overall. That's overall. Oh, that's not okay. per episode. And that's not what I, I was uh, yeah. I think the highest we've had is uh five thousand for episode six is our most popular episode. Yes. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm really grateful that you guys are sticking around the thousand or so of you that come every week to listen in and uh, be a part of this because that really does touch me that I am able to be your friend. You know, we're friends. I would consider okay, so friends. We love if you. To ever touch see me... you. <laughs> No, if you see me online or in public or anything, we're friends. You you listen Everybody to the podcast. To Florida. We're family. We're friends. You know, <laughs> don't move yeah. to Florida. It's a terrible place. Yeah, I mean, you stay where you here. are.
1: It's it's not terrible, but I mean, I mean like... this place
0: breeds really cool people. Like it it made Ego Raptor. It made a bunch of good animators and things like that. It made a good bunch of good let's players. I know Tabuscus is from Florida as well.
1: Um, uh, Daniel Taj is from Florida.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are from Florida that do a lot of cool things and the stuff that I enjoy. Um, yeah. But this place is not a place you want to move to It's a place that you grow up to hate And then leave But if you do want to move there Chris will help you get a job at Disney World Exactly
5: <laughs> Whoa I don't know guys
0: I'm here Chris Give me a job
1: um, No Because I don't work at Disney guys That's my family I live here in sunny South Florida With the rain And with the 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 Spanish people and it's great. It's great. With the... it's you camp- recently part- we're having
0: a cold front in Florida.
1: Oh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. compared to everyone else, it's like we, we feel the wrath just because we're not used to the cold weather.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's like, get the winter clothes. What winter clothes? We have shorts and shorts. <laughs> Tank
1: top, shorts? I think
0: I have a pair of jeans.
1: Yeah, I've been wearing the same pair of jeans for, like, the past three days.
0: <laughs> just cleaning it every night.
1: Not even. I need it for the morning. I fall asleep with him, and I wake up with him on.
0: Oh, that's
1: gross. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Chris, has out.
0: anyone ever, like, thought of how disgusting it is to be Link wearing the same outfit every day? That must be gross. That that
2: sounds like a good joke that you should put in uh, the cartoon if you if you write it.
0: I will definitely put it in, but I always just, like, all right, time to go to sleep. Well, he doesn't sleep. That's another thing. He never
1: sleeps. Time to go to sleep, and then, like, the game yeah, just black. Time to go black. to sleep. And then he goes uh, back to the start screen. Start screen. Oh, yeah, that Na- was
0: great. Navi is just, no, Navi is just like sitting there like, Link, it's uh, it's kind of 9 hey, o'clock and you've hey. been running around all day. Are you hey. tired at all? And he just looks at her like with completely wide eyes. He has like a cup of coffee in his hand, his hand shaking.
1: Oh, he <laughs> just, would have to have a cup of coffee in his hand, wouldn't he?
0: Just constantly drinking coffee.
1: That's Adam's thing, guys. That's why his his photo is uh, him holding coffee with his eyes wide open. Yeah. That was made this by sh- an
0: artist friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of sharing her Tumblr or Twitter on here, but she'd kill me. <laughs> uh, but she did that for me a while back, and I'm really grateful for it. Uh, it was pretty cool. I'm a coffee person. Big on coffee. Oh, yeah, your so your
2: Skype picture is a cartoon version of you yelling coffee.
3: Yeah.
0: And
2: for That's those, just me for... in real
0: life at all times.
2: <clears throat> I
3: thought he was holding a GameCube
5: controller
0: the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well a GameCube controller that is also filled with coffee. Yeah. It would exactly. taste terrible and also be cool at the same time. Like doesn't that taste gross? Yeah, but it's cool.
1: <laughs> Rick, is that you or is that Ben Affleck? That's me. <laughs>
2: Are you saying that Rick looks like Ben Affleck?
1: In that photo, Oh actually does kind of look like Ben Affleck.
2: i I get that I've I've got that my whole life.
0: It's the chin. You have this
1: magnificent chin. Oh, uh, Rick, are you gonna be the new Batman <laughs> and Superman? Uh,
2: they asked me first, but I turned it down. Oh, so it's the, um, they had to go with the next best thing. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I think that's about all the time we have. So, um, thank you guys so much for coming, Chris, Rick, Alan. Uh, if you're still alive, Alan, I hope. Nope. Oh, okay. Alan's gone. <laughs> um, didn't bring a fairy along, I guess. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys hope you enjoyed this episode uh the reason that i'm i want to leave right now is just because smash is about to come out i'm pretty excited i'm gonna run out the door and scream (laughs) into the night like a child who's lost his mind um (laughs) just like the child you are yeah um if you want to hear more from us uh head over to zeldinformer.com if you want to hear more from me find me on twitter it's in the link down below chris Chris is also chris Chris is also on on twitter uh, Rick, where can people find you? I'm on you? Twitter, it's uh, Smash
2: Bits uh, underscore. No, it's Smash underscore Bits.
0: We'll, we'll put the link in the tw- in the dump thank below. You. And Alan, if you were it, the Ghost of Alan, uh, where can people yep. find you if they want to hear more of your music? Your Post teammates. Alan.
3: soundcloudcom slash lust We'll add it in the link dump below. All right, thank you so much, guys. Thank
0: you to those at home listening. Uh, I hope you're having an awesome week. Um, we will be having an episode next week for thanksgiving hopefully i'm gonna be trying my best i'm gonna be recording it on tuesday as opposed to thursday because oh, yeah. as opposed to me being able to do it because i'm a crazy person who will devote any amount of time to do this for you guys um even at the expense of my own health or family um yeah adam got Ebola last week guys sorry whoa uh, i don't remember <laughs> that that was a weird time period i guess but uh anyway we'll yeah. see you next week bye guys Bye. Later.